What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Thursday, September 24th, and I'm Gideon Resnick, hosting Without Aquila just for today, and this is What a Day. Today's show, a conversation with Kentucky State Representative Charles Booker about Breonna Taylor and the grand jury decision in her case. Everyone can and should be informed. And those that are currently feeling frustration, feeling hurt, they deserve to know more. I trust Kentuckians. They deserve to see the facts for themselves. That was Kentucky's Governor Andy Beshear speaking yesterday at a press conference calling for Kentucky's Attorney General to publicly release evidence from his investigation into the police killing of Breonna Taylor, a 26-year-old black woman and former EMT. In a moment, we're going to get to an interview that Akila and I recorded yesterday following the grand jury decision in Kentucky. But first, I just want to go over the main details that we learned from yesterday. So the grand jury indicted only one of the police officers who shot into Breonna Taylor's apartment. But the charges don't have anything to do with Taylor. Former officer Brett Hankison is being charged with three counts of, quote, wanton endangerment for shots he fired that hit a neighboring apartment. To be clear, this is a charge for not shooting Brianna Taylor, but endangering her neighbors, her white neighbors, according to a lawyer representing her family. Cameron will be prosecuting the charges, which carry a maximum penalty of five years for each count. The other two officers, Sergeant Jonathan Mattingly and Detective Miles Cosgrove, were not charged with anything, and they remain on the police force. According to Attorney General Daniel Cameron, these two officers fired shots that hit Taylor, while none of Hankison's shots did. But Cameron said their actions were, quote, justified under Kentucky law because they were shot at first by Taylor's boyfriend that night. Taylor's boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, has continued to dispute the version of events and that he did not know officers were at the door. Yesterday, Attorney General Cameron said his investigation found that the officers announced themselves. And just an important bit of context on how we got to this moment. Breonna Taylor was killed in March. It wasn't until May, two months later, that this state investigation was opened following ongoing public pressure. And following the news yesterday, protesters immediately gathered in the city and elsewhere seeking justice for Taylor and her family. Black Lives Matter Louisville put out a list of demands, which include firing the other officers and revoking all of their pensions, divesting from the LPD, and the resignation of Louisville Mayor Greg Fisher. Meanwhile, Mayor Fisher said that the case is, quote, far from over, citing a federal investigation and an internal investigation at the Louisville Police Department. A curfew was called for 9 p.m. in the city, and as we go to record at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, the police department confirmed to the Courier-Journal that two officers had been shot downtown with no further details available. We're going to monitor that story, but yesterday, just hours after the decision and his remarks at the governor's press conference, Akila and I spoke with State Representative Charles Booker. He represents the 43rd District, including parts of Louisville. Booker has been organizing and protesting in the streets for months for Breonna Taylor and racial justice in the state. That was a big part of his run for Senate earlier this year, a race which he narrowly lost. Here is that conversation. 
Representative Booker, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Of course. Thank you for the chance. Yeah. So it's been over six months since police killed Breonna Taylor. Uh, There's been countless protests, actions, awareness campaigns, petitions between then and now. Um, to keep attention on the case and push for accountability. Now that we have this decision from the grand jury, I just want to start by getting your reaction to the news we got. Well, you know, this process in this period of time where we collectively as a community have been calling for justice and um, marching out and demonstrating and screaming out Brianna's name, it was out of our understanding of one that needs to be immediate accountability for these officers and what happened to her, but also that there's a bigger conversation about the type of structural change we need to make sure that no one else's door gets kicked in. And the reason why we have to do this is because we know justice is evasive. Um, If you come from where I come from or look like I do, you know, and so from that standpoint, we knew to not hold our breath, Um, but it is deeply disheartening. Um, It's, it hurts. It's another example of how justice fails us. Um, and, you know, the reality is that justice has been failing us for generations. And so um, as hurtful as this moment is in a lot of different ways, especially for the family that Ms. Palmer, they're dealing with a lot of trauma. And this is really just another devastating chapter in what's going to be a lifetime of, of pain and, and distress for them. Um, and in the midst of all of that, I feel a very um, heavy sense of resolve that this is why we fight. This is why we lead. This is why we show up. And um, I feel our community as a whole um, is clinging to that sense of urgency and responsibility right now. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned a little bit about the resolve going forward. Um, you've spoken before about how Taylor was close to your family. Have you had the opportunity to speak with any of her family so far today? Um, I, I have not spoken with the family today. I've, you know, I've been in touch with, you know, her attorneys and, you know, folks close to them. Um, we've been, we've all been in a bit of a whirlwind, mainly because there was so little transparency that no one, none of us knew what to expect. And so, you know, I wanted to give Ms. Palm and the family um, the space to find out what we all found out today. And uh, I, I look forward to talking to her and, and loving on her. Yeah. I mean, do you feel like this has been a fair process? You know, what do you make of Governor Bashir saying that, you know, the attorney general should release a full report with all of the facts and evidence in the case so that the public can see, you know, some of that transparency that we didn't get in the actual uh, process. Well, I, I spoke with the governor beforehand and um, I commend him for, for speaking on that. Um, the fact that we have not had full transparency and that the community as a whole um, was really left in the dark on what was even going on. You know, it, the fact that this has been nearly 120 days and there are still ongoing questions um, it's frustrating and it's disappointing and it's unacceptable. And so, you know, part of my call for um, declaring that justice is failing us is it includes that. It includes the fact that uh, so, so many of us just had no idea of what to expect 
and, you know, a community that's hurting for a whole generation of reasons, um, you know, has been calling for action in this case. And, you know, without all the details, all the facts, all the information that, that they needed to make a, um, a determination of what to even expect here. And that's an opportunity. That's a place where we absolutely need to improve um, while we, of course, do the broader work of reimagining public safety altogether. Yeah. I mean, what are some of the outstanding questions left over about this case? You know, what what are we looking for when if this information ever gets released? You know, I think there's a, a deep question that we all have to grapple with. Um, the, the indictment for wanton endangerment that speaks to, you know, the, the shots that were fired, particularly um, the shots that seem to be fired at random and hitting other apartments. Um, the fact that the conversation evolved around that and did not take into full account the fact that a woman, a black woman, was killed is a deep question about what 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 does justice actually mean and what do our laws actually account for? Um, you know, I know there are questions about, you know, the, the ballistics and, and what, what that means, but it, it really goes to this deeper question of what, how do we account for something that is absolutely wrong uh, and unacceptable? How do we account for it in our law? You know, and you know, I'm going to do my part as a legislator to push for the changes. Like, um, uh, we pre-filed legislation called Brianna's Law um, that deals with um, not only no-knock warrants, but um, body cameras and requirements around those and training and accountability for them. Um, you know, we we have to do the deeper work now. And I just pray for and lift up a commonwealth of folks that are just really crushed and uh urge us all to lean into our love for Kentucky, our love for one another, our love for this country, and keep demanding the justice that will honor Brianna's name. And, and you mentioned some of those reforms, uh, banning no-knock warrants, requiring ambulances when police execute a warrant. Um, what are some of the other systemic changes that you're going to be pushing for now, and how satisfied are you that those sort of incremental things had happened? Well, you know, in- incremental change is important uh, because progress is important, um, but it is never something to be satisfied with. Uh, we need change. We need it yesterday. We need system level change. We need it the day before yesterday. You know, and so for me, a lot of what I'm going to be pushing for is what I've been you know, lifting up throughout my career and certainly in this one for U.S. Senate where we have to deal with the fact that poverty is generational, that racism is structural, um, inequity um, is generational as well. and doing things like breaking down barriers to opportunity for everyone, which means everyone has healthcare, quality healthcare, that we directly invest in people with policies like universal basic income and that we account for justice um, for generations of uh, neglect, exploitation, discrimination, abuse, and marginalization through reparations, um, that we do the work of making sure that no one has to ration their insulin or that communities aren't suffering from crappy internet. You know, we, that deeper uh, level of work is what I'm committed to. And uh, Brianna's life and, and the legacy that she's inspiring in all of us speaks to that, that deeper work. 
For sure. So what would you say is next? You know, what's the best way for people who are listening to our show to show up uh, for the city of Louisville, you know? You know, I, I think the best thing that I would share to, and I've been telling everyone is um, have the hard conversation. Um, accept being uncomfortable. And, you know, understand our connectedness to one another, that when we're crying out for justice for black lives, it's not at the expense of our broader community. In fact, it is because we love our broader community, because we want everyone to be safe. We want everyone to surpass their dreams. And so, you know, get connected to um, organizations that are leading that work. I've launched an organization called Hood to the Holler um, that is focused on lifting up the voices in the forgotten places and training People to be organizers and citizen lobbyists and run for office. Um, people can connect with things like that. And, you know, the biggest thing is if we all can start to talk at least 10 people around us and, you know, in this election season, talk to them about the importance of voting and how voting connects to um, uprooting these types of injustices. If we do that work and we keep doing it, we'll keep bending the arc that Dr. King and Congressman Lewis spoke about. That's right. Representative Booker, thank you so much for speaking with us. Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity. That was Kentucky State Representative Charles Booker. We've put a link to his organization, Hood to the Holler, in our show notes, along with other local groups working for justice in Louisville. And now for some ads. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S., with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love Fast Growing Trees here I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. What a Day is brought to you by RAMP. We are all looking for ways to simplify our finances. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that true? (laughs) Or tax week? Man. That is why there's Ramp. Ramp is a corporate card and spend management software designed to help you save time and put money back in your pocket. Two things we love to do. Love that. With Ramp, you are able to issue cards to every employee with limits and restrictions and automate expense reporting so you can stop wasting time at the end of every month. Wow. This is huge. Yeah. Ramp is super easy to use. Get started and start making payments in less than 15 minutes. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash wad, ramp.com slash wad, R-A-M-P dot com slash wad. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank, members FDIC, terms and conditions apply. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WAD. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Lawyers for the family of a black man who was killed by Los Angeles sheriff's deputies say he was not holding a gun, contrary to what police officials have claimed. 29-year-old Dijon Kizzy was stopped by deputies for biking on the wrong side of the street before he was shot in August. A recent independent autopsy found that he was shot at least 15 times. In the aftermath, deputies have given varying accounts of the shooting, first saying that Kizzy motioned toward a gun under clothing when they confronted him, and more recently saying that he picked it up. The lawyer representing Kizzy's family says he posed no threat to officers and that the stop was yet another example of racial profiling. The LASD is the largest county police agency in the country, and it has a long record of police brutality and racial profiling. Four people are suing Facebook for enabling violent right-wing militias at a protest in Kenosha, Wisconsin last month. One of the plaintiffs is the partner of Anthony Huber, who was fatally shot by Kyle Rittenhouse after he crossed state lines with a semi-automatic weapon. The suit says that Facebook helped empower right-wing militias to plan and inflict violence against protesters. And prior to the protests, an event page posted to Facebook by a group called Kenosha Guard encouraged people to bring weapons into the city. Facebook did not take that page down until days after the shootings occurred, even though users had flagged it over 400 times. This isn't the first time Facebook was sued for their role in enabling white supremacists at protests. In 2017, McNeil vs. Facebook made a similar argument after the deadly Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia. The city council of the anarchist jurisdiction known as Seattle recently voted to override a mayor's veto and cut funding to the police department. Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin had rejected three bills that would reduce the size of the police department by 100 officers, dismantle a unit that displaces unhoused communities, and use millions from the police budget to fund public safety projects. The city council overruled her on Tuesday amid extensive pressure from members of the Black Lives Matter movement, which one council member described as heavily influencing the group's decision. Back in July, Seattle City Council members vowed to cut nearly 50% of the police department's $400-plus million budget. They won't get close to that with these three bills, but they're looking at this as a small step towards more sweeping changes. And those are the headlines. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends to listen. I am Gideon Resnick, and we are going to see you tomorrow. What a Day is a Crooked Media production. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun is our assistant producer. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our senior producer is Katie Long. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves 
feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.